Good morning, and welcome to Simply Politics. It's Friday, February 2nd. On today's show, Haley attacks Trump's morals, age, and wealth as she looks to stave off a home state loss. Haley also calls out Trump and his PACs for spending $50 million on legal fees. Plus, we'll discuss the potential rematch between Biden and Trump and the toll of legal fees on Trump's 2024 campaign. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Politics. We start off with a political development as Nikki Haley, the former South Carolina governor and last standing opponent to Donald Trump in the GOP nominating race, has turned up the heat on the former president. In a recent interview, she criticized Trump for his age, confusion, chaotic behavior, and even questioned his financial capacity to run a proper White House campaign. Michael, our correspondent for Simply Politics, is here to discuss this further. Can you tell us more about Haley's recent remarks? Certainly, David. Haley's critique of Trump was quite comprehensive. She grouped him with President Joe Biden, stating it was absurd that the country would be stuck with two 80-year-old candidates. She also pointed out Trump's confused moments and rebuked him for a temper tantrum on the night of his New Hampshire primary win. Additionally, she questioned Trump's morality and capacity to tell right from wrong. Why do you think Haley is taking this hardline stance against Trump now? There could be several reasons. She might have found her voice or located a sweet spot where she can target the former president. Alternatively, she may have decided to commit to a new hardline strategy that she believes might bring down Trump. However, it's also possible that she's following the tradition of Republican candidates who lash out at Trump only when they've already been effectively crushed by him. What are the potential risks and benefits of Haley's strategy? Taking on Trump directly is risky. Few Republicans emerge unscathed from a direct confrontation with the former president, given his extraordinary hold over the party's base voters and acidic tongue. However, if Haley can draw a line that allows her to tell voters in a future presidential race that she predicted an eventual Trump loss to Biden or his chaotic second term, it could work in her favor. Haley also mentioned Trump's financial situation. Can you elaborate on that? Yes. Haley pointed out that two of Trump's political action committees had spent nearly $29 million on his legal fees during the last six months of 2023 as he faces multiple criminal and civil trials. She warned that Trump's legal spending was expected to total roughly $50 million for the year. She argued that this explains why Trump is not doing many rallies, suggesting he doesn't have the money to do it. How has Trump's campaign responded to Haley's criticisms? Trump's campaign is increasing its counterattacks on Haley, hoping that a crushing victory in South Carolina will end her White House bid. A group of state lawmakers who have endorsed Trump held two news conferences designed to destroy her reputation among GOP voters in her home state. What are the chances that Haley's criticisms will turn sentiment against Trump in the primary? While it's theoretically possible that Haley's criticisms and Trump's very public legal crises could begin to turn sentiment against him in the primary, there's more reason to suspect that it will not. Haley seems destined to join the ranks of Republican candidates who were willing to call out Trump's character and conduct. 
only when it was too late. Thanks for those insights, Michael. Now, shifting gears to another political topic, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley has criticized Donald Trump for spending over $50 million of political contributors' money on legal expenses. She argues that this expenditure is the reason behind Trump's limited campaign schedule. To discuss this further, we have our correspondent from Simply Politics. Can you shed more light on Haley's comments? Certainly. Haley expressed her disbelief at the amount Trump has spent on legal fees, suggesting that this explains his reluctance to hold rallies or participate in debates. She also hinted that Trump's dissatisfaction after the New Hampshire primary, despite winning it, could be due to his financial situation and his desire for more donor dollars. What does this mean for Trump's campaign and his chances of securing the nomination? Trump has already made history this year by becoming the first non-incumbent Republican presidential candidate to win both the Iowa caucuses and the Granite State primary. This puts him on a mostly clear path to his third straight nomination. However, Haley, his last major rival, insists she plans to stay in the race and build momentum, starting with a strong showing in her home state of South Carolina. And how does Haley plan to compete against Trump, especially considering his lead in the polls? Haley's strategy seems to hinge on her ability to defy expectations in South Carolina, where she served as a lawmaker and governor for over a decade. However, a recent poll showed Trump with a 26-point lead there. Despite this, Haley remains confident of narrowing the contest in South Carolina and improving on past performances as the race progresses. What about Haley's chances in a national context? How does she fare against President Biden? A recent CNN poll found that Haley is currently running considerably ahead of President Biden among registered voters in a national survey. She leads 52 to 39 percent in a hypothetical matchup. Interestingly, Trump's advantage against Biden was considerably smaller, just outside of the survey's margin of error. Haley has often argued that she is a better bet than Trump to defeat Biden and could help deliver congressional majorities and control of state governments to the GOP. Haley also mentioned the age of the candidates. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. Haley criticized the prospect of having two 80-year-old candidates, stating that the country needs someone who can work eight years to get it back on track. She believes that older voters understand her point and that it's not about disrespect, but about having people at the top of their game in leadership positions. Finally, Haley also criticized Biden's handling of Israel's war in Gaza and the sanctions and visa restrictions on violent Israeli settlers in the West Bank. Can you elaborate on that? Haley expressed disbelief at Biden's focus on Israel amidst the ongoing conflict in Gaza. The Israeli onslaught in Gaza has resulted in over 25,000 deaths, according to statistics from the Hamas-run health ministry. Haley's criticism of Biden's handling of the situation adds another layer to the political discourse in the run-up to the election. Thanks for those insights, Abby. Now shifting gears to the upcoming general election, it seems to be shaping up more as a referendum on former President Donald Trump than on incumbent President Joe Biden. A new CNN poll reveals that voters' motivation is dominated by Trump on both sides of the political divide. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent Celeste. Can you tell us more about these poll results and what they mean for the upcoming election? Certainly, David. 
This poll shows that 68% of Biden supporters said they would be casting their vote against Trump, while only 32% said it would be a vote to support Biden. On the other hand, 60% of registered voters supporting Trump said it would be a vote for Trump, compared to 40% who would be casting a vote against Biden. This indicates that the election is more about opposition to the other candidate than support for the chosen candidate. So, it seems like the election could be a close race. What are the current standings? As of now, Trump has a slight edge with the support of 49% of registered voters in CNN's poll, compared to 45% who back Biden. However, it's important to remember that it's still early in the year, and the election won't take place until November. Another poll conducted by Quinnipiac shows Biden with a slim lead. What are the main concerns voters have about each candidate? For Trump, the most cited concern among Republicans and Republican-leaning registered voters is his demeanor, with 15% worrying about his tactlessness and abrasiveness. As for Biden, the most cited concern among Democrats and Democratic-leaning registered voters is his age, with 46% expressing worry. What about potential Republican candidates other than Trump? Former South Carolina governor Nikki Haley is a potential candidate who could pose a stronger challenge to Biden. In CNN's poll, she would beat Biden 52% to 39% among registered voters if the election was held today. However, Trump currently has the support of 70% of Republican or Republican-leaning registered voters, compared to Haley's 19%, indicating his strong position within the party. What are the key states to watch in this election? The key states to watch are those that Trump won in 2016 and Biden won in 2020. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, and one electoral vote from Nebraska. Both candidates are making efforts to win over union support, with Trump meeting with Teamsters union leaders and members in Washington, D.C., and Biden meeting with United Auto Workers union members in Michigan. What about the younger voters? How are they leaning? Younger voters have turned on Biden, but it's not clear they have turned toward Trump. There is a growing rift among Democrats over Biden's strong support for Israel as the humanitarian crisis in Gaza grows. This could potentially impact the vote in states with a strong Arab-American population, like Michigan. So it seems like Biden has a lot of work to do to win the election. Indeed, David. The main question could be if Biden can muster enough opposition to stop Trump again, as opposed to motivating Democrats to re-elect him. The mini-battles for blocks of voters could be the story of the election. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. Now, as we shift our focus to the 2024 general election, Donald Trump appears set for more GOP-nominating contest victories in Nevada and South Carolina. However, a significant portion of his campaign funds are being diverted towards legal costs. Two of Trump's political action committees spent a combined $55.6 million on legal costs in 2023. This accounts for about a quarter of all the money raised across Trump's various committees. Here to delve into this further is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about the impact of these legal costs on Trump's campaign? Certainly, David. The legal spending is particularly impacting Trump's leadership pack, Save America. It started 2022 with a $100 million war chest, but by the end of 2023, it was left with just over $5.1 million in cash. This is after raising just $6 million and spending $26 million on legal costs in the second half of the year. 
The PAC was kept afloat thanks to $30 million transferred from Trump's MAGA Inc. Super PAC. However, this also meant that MAGA Inc. sent more money to save America, effectively for legal fees, than it spent on operating expenses and other campaign-oriented spending. So it seems like the burden for Trump's actual campaign falls on his campaign committee and the Republican National Committee. How are they faring? Well, Trump's campaign committee spent more money in the fourth quarter than it raised, which means its cash reserves are declining heading into the general election. It had $33 million at year's end. The Republican National Committee is also not in a great financial position. It had just $8 million in cash at the end of 2023, having spent more than it raised for the year. According to campaign finance expert Rob Pyers, 2023 was its worst fundraising year since 2013 in terms of raw dollars and its worst since 1993 when you adjust for inflation. That's quite a contrast to the $72 million the RNC had at this point in the 2020 election cycle. What does this mean for Trump's campaign going forward? The heavy legal spending is certainly a concern for Trump's campaign. However, there is some positive news. Despite Trump facing a more competitive nominating contest than Biden, the Democrats have not yet built a massive advantage. They have about $117 million across their various committees, compared with Trump's $70 million. Both Trump and the RNC could also soon benefit from fundraising agreements with the RNC and state committees that become available if and when he's the nominee. But it's clear that Trump's legal problems have come at a significant cost. That was Simply Politics reporter Bella shedding light on the financial challenges facing Trump's 2024 campaign. And on that note, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Politics. We'll see you back here tomorrow.